Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Um, if we have Miss Susan, would you start yes, us this sir. morning with a word of prayer, Miss Susan? Yes, Amen. sir. Kind Father, Hallelujah. in Jesus' name, thank you for this day. We are grateful for having you in our lives. We yes. have witnessed Hallelujah. and found out that you are better than good. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And Father, we thank you. Forgive thank us you. for our sin of omission yes. and com- omission and commission. Father, yes. you are our God, and we thank you. Yes. I am covering myself and the listener, oh our family yes. member, with the blood of Jesus, that we will yes. not get any backlashes from this prayer. Father, oh give goodness. us and our seed wisdom and divine favor, as yes. well as direction for each day. Open yes. doors of favor for this ministry and the overseer in the yes. mighty name of Jesus. Father, continue yes. to bless this ministry and meet every need of this mm-hmm. ministry and for the children that going to college, college career yes. children. Father, prepare yes. our heart and mind to receive your rhema word on this morning. Bless your yes. servant. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 Good morning, everyone. This is a time that, uh, you know, a couple of months or a week ago, probably, uh, you know, we, we, we started to just like a come at 8.15 instead of 8.30 so we can actually give God the glory for what he has done. Yeah. Um, the, the testimony of people uh, is, is not something that is fabricated. The testimony of people is something that comes from the heart and it edifies the church. Yeah. It strengthens, strengthens the hearts of the people. It just gives, you know, a, 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 an assurance that, that my God, who has done it for my brother, will do it for me as well. My God, who has done it for, you know, this, this person, will do it for me as well. So, you know, this is a time for us to just like, you know, open our mouth and praise yeah. God. Because the Bible says when you open our mouth in praises, God fills them with the goodness. Yes. Hallelujah. I just thank God for this day. I thank God for this hour of prayer. I just thank God because God is just so good. Amen. I'm so elated this morning that I've been with Proverbs now about six years, I think, and the church that I'm a member of, it, um, I've been with that church about three years. And yesterday morning, I decided to invite my pastor to view in oh, on graduation to oh, see what I was involved in. I've always mm-hmm. told them about the prison ministry, but I've never invited them an opportunity to join in and listen to where God has me at this appointed time. Mm-hmm. And my pastor told me yesterday, she said, this is a great work that y'all are doing. She said, I am, you know, she and I graduated high school together, and we were best friends since we were in fifth grade. Mm-hmm. And she was saying, you know, she's a pastor, she's a chief apostle, and she was just encouraging me, and she was saying, 
Who would have thought that two skinny leg little girls would be in ministry today? <laughs> that God was using us for his glory. Mm-hmm. And I just thank God that the people that God assigned over our lives are here mm-hmm. to witness where God mm-hmm. has us and to where we're going in the Lord and the good work that we're doing for God. Mm-hmm. That we're being servants, mm-hmm. that we're just, just not that we're just not letting our lives just waste away, that we're being servants of the true God of a true God. Hallelujah. And that just makes me feel so good today for them to know that that their prayers over my life and my family's life is not going in vain. That I am doing what God has called me to do, and I'm starting standing firm and flat-footed that God is just so good. Mm. He's just, you know, he appears when we don't even, in ways that we can't even imagine. He just, that yes. scripture that says he does exceedingly abundantly more Mm-hmm. That's being real in my life today, that God mm-hmm. does exceedingly abundantly more than you could ever ask or think or ask. Yeah. And I just thank him for being just a supernatural God today because oh, yeah. that is who he is. And if you're not in that spirit realm, you will never recognize his supernatural ways. But it's just so mm-hmm. awesome. God is just so good, and I give him praise, honor, and glory for that today, for being here over my life. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. I was uh, talking with Sarah this morning as well. I was telling her every year this graduation event has changed its color. uh, Yes. Over this last nine years. He tried to do all these things, but I was telling Sarah that from here, it's only going to be virtual. We only can improvise from here because uh, there's no way that we can have like a graduation event that, um, you know, we can bring all these kids together in one place. Oh, um, have, uh, you know, the kids that are going to college right now, they're going to college in nine states right now. Mm-hmm. Right? This yeah. is the ninth year yeah. we have our kids going to college in nine states. Oh. And, and and the thing is that uh, you know the new kids that are going to college this year, very this year alone, you know, are going to Florida, are going to South Carolina, are going to college in Texas, mm-hmm. are going to college in North Carolina. I mean, mm-hmm. just just the you know handful of kids that are going. In. Imagine what will happen when we have all the fifty states. Yeah. Um, you know, have like yeah. a, you know the kids go to college. And that's going to happen one day. But yeah. yesterday was a glimpse, like what Miss Brenda said. Like it, it was a glimpse of like a what God can do through this yeah. mission. You know? mm-hmm. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah! Praise the Lord. I don't think I finished. I stopped crying until late yesterday evening. I called my daughter. I said. I'm I'm done crying now. <laughs> and because you had real tissue, you didn't have toilet paper yesterday. Oh, yes, I did. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. It was awesome. Awesome. Yeah, this is Katrina. Hey, Katrina. Hi. Um, I just want to piggyback off of what my mom said um, and give God all the praises, honor, and glory because she's right, you know. Um, 
yesterday, my husband and I, you know, we we were multitasking, <laughs> and um, we pulled over um, at the set time and was able to uh, join in on the event. But uh, in the car with us, it was another um, uh, couple, friend of mm-hmm. ours, a married mm-hmm. couple, and um, they got an opportunity to actually, um, you know, listen in uh, to the uh-huh. uh, ceremony. And, you know, that was pretty much a, we had dinner with them uh, later in the evening last night. And mm-hmm. Proverbs 226 was like the majority of the conversation, like, <laughs> you know, talking about mm-hmm. the ministry and talking about the children. And, and even when we pulled off, you know, after the ceremony, you know, we were still talking about the children and just the lives that were impacted. And I just praise God for his impaction this morning. I praise God for these children knowing who he is. Like we, we plant yes. seeds even in lives of children that may not necessarily, you know, have a relationship with God, but we're planting a small seed that will go on with them throughout their college mm-hmm. career that we will continue to water and it will continue to be nourished mm-hmm. and it will continue to grow, you know, until we can just say fly little birdie. Now you're on your own. And, you know, we will, you know, pray that we will have instilled you know, as an army of people instilled in these children what they need in order to be successful, and that is the relationship with God. And I'm just so thankful, and I know my husband shares sentiments, the same sentiments. He's right here alongside of me. Um, But, you know, I just (laughs) we're just so thankful that we're, you know, that we just follow the stream Uh along the side of the brook and just allowed God to just, do what he needed to do. Like we could not, we had no idea last year that we would even be partnering with Proverbs 226. Had no idea last year that we would be here, you know, in obedience saying, God, use us however you want. And we just give him all the praises, honor, and glory because it is so important that you just truly just allow, place yourself in that river and just allow yourself Mm -hmm. to be at peace and just let go and let God and just follow the stream, follow the stream to wherever he would have you go. And I'm just so thankful. Don't go against the current. Just follow the stream. Because against the current is disobedience. Just follow the stream of obedience. And I just am so thankful. Thank you, Cyril, for your vision. Thank you for allowing God to use you uh, mightily and all the partners, all the partners. Uh, everyone, Amen. and um, just thank y'all, thank y'all, thank y'all so much. It is just, it's blessed my marriage, and I just Amen. thank y'all so much. Amen. 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 Uh, you know, the thing is, uh, uh, Ms. Katina, you did an amazing job with your prayer. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the presence of God was just like, a, you know, tugging everybody's heart, because what came out of your mouth was from your heart. And you just like that, you know, it wasn't like, you know, I've heard so many times people pray, like, you know, it's almost like they're reading from a textbook. They just Mm -hmm. want somebody else to hear what they're saying to God. It's not like they're talking to God. Mm -hmm. And and sometimes I've heard people actually rebuking the enemy while they're praying to God. If they're praying to God, why are they talking to the enemy? They shouldn't be talking to the enemy. He's where he is. But when we talk to God, 
You know, we are actually communing with him. We are having a conversation with him. And that's how it was, Ms. Katina. When you were praying, you were communing with God and you were asking God, you know, when you pulled out every one of those kids' names and what they want in their life, you are actually pleading your case before God, you know, for Chloe. You are pleading your case with God for Madison. You are pleading your case for Isaiah. You are pleading your case Mm -hmm. for for Anaja. You know, so your your heart was not, you know, for somebody to hear what you're praying. You are not trying to impress somebody on the line. You are communing with God. That was so beautiful, Miss Katina. Hallelujah. 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 Barbara, I'm going to make you guys... I'm going to make you guys laugh. Katina and her husband and I was talking yesterday after the event, and they were like, we don't even know how we got here. How do we even get a part of this, get to be a part of this? <laughs> That's God. And it, That's all God. From, it all stemmed from them being hungry for the word on Sunday mornings because all the churches were closed, and I invited them to listen in, and they did. And Cyril, just like you said, ask and you shall receive. Hallelujah. And Hallelujah. that's where they are. <laughs> Amen. Praise the Lord. Amen. Barbara German, are you on there? Are you able to speak? I know you're getting dressed for church. I'm here. Can you can you tell us? We were chatting before everybody got on. I think it was just Susan, Barbara, and I, and she was talking about um, the blessing that um, we had yesterday, and you mentioned our one special student. Go ahead and tell us a little bit about how you, you're, you're just, you know, how you were blessed to pull out your thinking skills from your company and all. So tell well, us a little bit. God be the glory. God be the glory. That was just my observation and working um, so many years with these children, and um, what I observe of Kevon, um, yesterday, and I was just sharing that um, now is the time to to take hold of him and guide him towards leadership. Mm. He is a kid that's ready to lead in his own um, with his peers in his own capacity, but he needs to be guided there. Um, one of the things that I pointed out, if you notice, um, he has the ability to multitask. Um, mm-hmm. He was focused on the meeting. He was focused on what everybody was saying and what was contributed by the other children as well as the adults. And at the same time, he was distracted by his hair. <laughs> and I'm sure everybody saw that. So that distraction was a sign of boredom. Kids, when they don't have enough um, to keep the brain going, they tend to get bored. So they latch hold to whatever would um, distract them. And his hair was that distraction. His hair kept him from being so bored that he stayed in the meeting and he stayed with the meeting, but his hair kept him going. So this is a child who needs more. He needs to be said more. 
So I, my advice would be to continue to work with him, encourage him to join um, youth groups. He would be an asset to um, other children, um, giving his input, sharing with them what he has gotten. Um, he would just be awesome, and he's ready for that leadership. He's ready. Yeah. He just needs to be guided there. So um, this is what I picked up on Kevon. Some of the other kids, I picked up some things on them too, but Kevon kind of stood out. And I just thought <laughs> that that was one of the things. He's one yeah. of those kids that you need to really catch hold to now because distraction is one of the things that can pull him away. As, as smart <laughs> as he is and as bright as yeah. he was and, and as promising as he, he sounded, that distraction is the thing that can pull children like that away from us. So keep that in mind, focus on that, and, and try to work with him and try to redirect that distraction. Right, right. No, we receive it, Ms. Baba, because, uh, you know, um, those are things that we will definitely do. But the, the, the reason why he's very comfortable talking is because he's been growing with us since he was eight or nine. So yeah. he's been with yeah. us and he's growing with us. And, uh, you know, while the other kids, this is like their first time they're experiencing mm -hmm. this. So they were just trying to, you know, stay as, uh, you know, uh, far right. as possible. Uh, and people like even Whitney, um, you know, about like eight, nine years ago, she wasn't in this space. Like uh, she grew herself. But uh, we receive what you said, Miss Barbara. You know, we'll definitely yeah. Yeah. put, uh, you know, that Dale's on it, um, you know, and a uh, few others are going to be on him. So we'll, yeah. we'll watch these kids, Miss Robert, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. And if I can add also, his grandmother is definitely on it. She called me yesterday yeah. morning before the event, uh, and mm -hmm. she said, Miss Katina, I'm trying to call Kevon. He's not answering. I just want to let you know, I don't know if he will be joined in this morning. She says, you know, I just don't know, you know. And she says, I've been trying to talk to him, and I'm asking him, do you really want to go to school? Because if you don't want to go to school, don't waste these people time. Because, you know, and she was pleading <laughs> for him, you know. Yeah. And I said, well, Ms. Janie, I said, would it help if I call him and see if he answers my call? And she said, yes, could you please? She said, because I just appreciate what you and your husband are doing, and I just don't want, you know, it to go in vain. And, you know, she was just pleading for him, you know, for him. Yeah. And, yeah. um because I reached out to her earlier this week, and I said, hey, I'm trying to reach him, you know, let him know, answer my call. <laughs> uh -huh. so, um, anyway, so I, I texted him, and I said, rise and shine, good morning, are you calling in? And he responded right back, and he said, yep, I'm ready. And he came on. <laughs> yes, he did. Yes, he did. Yes, he did. He was ready. That was the right medium to, to contact him. He wasn't going to answer a phone, but they'll answer a text. And, Barbara, thank you so much for that input. And would yes. you be a special person to pray especially for him every day? You be the one to call his name. Barbara, and I know you'll do it, and I thank you already. No, I thank will. You. Thank, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Mm, mm. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Any other praise item before we go into the word this morning? Is Carlette on the line this morning? 
Well, we know Ryan came home. Her son came home, and she was on the live stream. Yes. Amen. Who may not Amen. have heard, he did come home. So we're so, so grateful for that. Praise so the Lord. Grateful. So grateful. Yes, yes, yes. Amen. Amen. Father God, we come before your throne of grace this morning one more time to just like a lift each and every one of our praises before you. God, yes. I just pray even this morning that you will just give us the clarity as we listen mm-hmm. to your word, Father God. Let your words sink in to our hearts, mind, and our soul mm-hmm. this yes. morning one more time, Father God. We're asking, Father, you to just like a take over the next you know, 45 minutes or hour or whatever the time is, Father God, we pray that your presence will take over uh, yes. this conversation. God, give us the guidance, Father God, for what we are listening to will become an application in our life. Yes, That we will not just like a listen in and just like a move away from here and just forget what we heard, but instead, Father God, let these words be like a seed that's just like a soak into our heart that we would use them every single day, Father God. That you grow these seeds, Father God, into 60, 90, 100, 200,000 percent in our lives, Father God. Thank you, Jesus. God, calm our minds. Father God, take away anything that is not pleasing before you. God, yes. bring us into oneness with your spirit this morning. Yes, Lord. We wanted to listen to you, Father God, and your voice. Father mm-hmm. God, the Master's voice is what we want to listen to this morning. Thank you, Lord. Give us the listening ears, Father God, and, and, and just make this, uh, Father God, a, a daily bread that we would hold on to in the days and years to come. Yes, yes. Father, we send to this morning into your mighty hands that you take the glory and honor. In Jesus' name we pray, Father, for your glory. Amen. 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 The conference has been muted. Amen. Amen. The thing is, this last several weeks, we have been studying the word that that, that was related to the name of the Lord. We've we've seen so many names of God uh, in this last several weeks. And the thing is that every time we go through something in our life, that these names of the Lord will become real at that point in time. That, that when you are sick, you will naturally now turn to Jehovah Rapha. You may not remember all the verses that you would call and remember. Absolutely, we can remember all the verses that we are going to get. But even beyond that, we will remember this names of the Lord. And, and that the, Al-Royi, he sees me every single day of our life. Every single moment of my life, he's seeing me from inside out. I'm like this open book before him. He can see through my heart, my mind, and soul. Right? And, and the Bible says that, he, that, that even when the, the, that the, she was running from her master's house, Hagar was found by God. We saw 
that Elohim, we saw how he is the creator God. We saw him as Abba Father. We saw him, all these things, right? So this morning, we're just going to see another term that was used in the, in, in the Old Testament. It's in a Hebrew word, and it has a deeper meaning. And if we can just like, you know, go into this word and see what God's going to do. This is very connected to the names of the Lord, but this is not the name that they called him. This is called the Shekinah glory. Shekinah, Shekinah, Shek, S-H-A-K, Shekinah, right? And, and, and the thing is that this talks about the glory of God. I was looking for the meaning for the word Shekinah. We probably used this a little bit when we were, when we were reading about the tabernacle because the glory that just like was in that mercy seat that we, we, we did in the past, it was always referred to as the Shekinah glory that was sitting on the mercy seat where God was sitting on it. Right? But Shekinah glory is a visible manifestation of God on earth whose presence, you know, the God's presence that we saw is actually the natural occurrence that was happening. Uh, and, the, and, the, and the word actually means dwelling, one who dwells. He caused to dwell. He's referring to his presence upon his people. Right? And, and, the, and the thing is that it says God's presence, God's glory will reside or permanently stay in oneself. This is the glory of God. When the temple was built, when the tabernacle was built, they saw this glory, and they, they didn't know what to call it, and that's why they called it as a Shekinah glory. Right? If you have your Bibles this morning, let's go to Exodus chapter 33. We're going to read from verses 17 through 23. Exodus chapter 33, verses 17 through 23. So the Lord said to Moses, I will also do this thing that you have spoken, for you have found grace in my sight, and I know you by name. So God is actually talking to Moses because Moses has now become a buddy to God. And he's just like a, getting uh, comfortable, just like a Kiwan was getting comfortable yesterday. And he was talking to everybody at the, every stage. God was just like a really comfortable talking to Moses and Moses is getting comfortable talking to God. Right? And he said... This is Moses talking to God. Now that he knows God in such a fashion, he's telling God, please show me your glory. Show me your Shekinah glory. Because this was all happening, right, way before that God, you know, explained it to Moses what this glory is all about. So Moses wants to see the God's presence this invisible 
God be present in his life. That's what he's asking for. God, I want to see you. I want to see your glory. I want to be, you know, someone who witnesses this. I, I hear you in the bushes. I hear you from the mountain. I hear you when I come to this mountain. But I want to see the glory of God. He's asking for God to show himself to him. <clears throat> then he said, this is God speaking in verse 19, I will make all my goodness pass before you. I will proclaim the name of the Lord before you. God is saying, okay, you are asking for the, the glory? Absolutely. I'll give it to you. In fact, I will make all my goodness pass through you. You will see when my goodness passes through you, you will see what I look like. When you hear, you know, my name, you will see what I'm made of. When he's talking about the name of the Lord, it's all along, this is what we've been studying. The name of the Lord is an invisible qualities. <coughs> invisible qualities of God is made visible to you and me. Right? When we read about El Shaddai, we read about Adonai, we read about all these things. Those are just like words in the Bible. But when we start to consume that, then the invisible nature of God becomes visible in our life. When somebody is sick, like earlier this week, Vince's son, Jake, was sick, and somebody was praying on the line, calling upon the Jehovah Rapha. Right? They, they know at that point that invisible qualities of God can be made visible in the life of Jake. And God did not end there. He says, I will be gracious to whom I will be gracious, and I will have compassion on whom I will have compassion. But he said, you cannot see my face, for no man shall see me and live. My glory is so powerful. My, my presence is so, you know, unbearable. You cannot see that and just live. And the Lord said, here is what I will do. God is just talking to Moses because Moses has become his buddy. And I think that's what we need to become. We need to commune with God in such a way that we can actually connect with him in a personal way. We should be talking to him all the time like this. Like how Moses is talking to God, we should be talking to God every moment of our life. Right? And so, God says, you cannot see my face. No man can see and live. And so he said, here's what I'm going to do. Here's the place by me. You shall stand on the rock. So it shall be while my glory passes by that I will put you in the cleft of the rock and cover you with my hand while I pass by. Then I will take away my hand 
and you shall see my back, and my face shall not be seen. God just opened our spiritual eyes today morning for us to just like to even understand what you're saying to Moses, God. Hallelujah. Moses, God spoke to Moses out of this, um, you know, this, this moment of passion he had for Moses. God was saying, Moses, Moses, you just don't want to see this because I don't want you to consume that glory right now because you are not able to consume that glory. And so not only that, but, you know, from that moment on, God's presence was going before the children of Israel. There is a cloud that was going in the front, and there was the cloud that was coming in the back, the fire that was coming in the front that would go, and the people would go from place to place to place. When his presence moved, the people were moving. That, that, that glory, the Shekinah glory of God was just leading the children of Israel when they went from one place to the other. And then on the back as a protection, that, that the cloud that was behind them, the presence of God was just boxing the people with the directional thing in the front and the protection on their back. In fact, when we read in the, in the book of Exodus chapter 14, verses 24 to 25, the Egyptian army was just chasing them and they have just crossed the Red Sea. And here's what the Bible says. It came to pass in the morning watch that the Lord looked down upon the army of Egyptians through the pillar of fire and cloud, and he troubled the army of Egyptians. And he took off their chariots' wheels so that they drove them with the difficulty and the Egyptians said, let us flee from the face of Israel, for the Lord fights for them against the Egyptians. Just the presence. It wasn't like a God was just like, a, you know, fighting with them, with the, with the sword. God wasn't like, a, you know, having his own army of like a soldiers coming on another chariot and then going after the, the Egyptians. Just the very presence of God, the very glory of God, very Shekinah glory of God was unbearable for the enemies to press forward towards the children of God because they said and recognized that the glory of God that is in the front and in the back is fighting for the children of God. That's what we are going to be talking about. You may say like, what does this mean for me today? Why is this so special for me today? How is this presence residing in me, you know, has any effect on people? That's what we're going to see today, that his presence, when it resides in your heart, it resides in your mind, when it resides in your lifestyle, you will see what happens not only to you, but the people who are following you, the people who look at you, the people who are against you, they will be scared because there is a Shekinah presence of the Holy God is residing inside you. I want you to turn 
to Psalms 132, <clears throat> verses 13 to 16. Psalms 132, verses 13 to 16. This is a beautiful verse, and uh, it's talking about, like, a, you know, how that the Lord has chosen Zion. Zion is the is the place where Jerusalem was, and it's it's the the place where God dwells, right? And and he says like uh, he has desired it for his dwelling place. He has chosen this place, right? He calls it Zion. We can actually translate the Zion into Sarah Jackson. We can actually translate that into Brenda Gibbs. We can actually translate that uh, into Barbara German or Fred Lee or Cyril or Vince or Terry. Whoever that is, he's saying. For the Lord has chosen, you should replace the word Zion with your name. Okay? He has desired it. He has desired you and me for his dwelling place. This is my resting place forever. Here I will dwell for I have desired it. I will abundantly bless her provision. I will satisfy her Poor with the bread, I will also clothe her priest with salvation. Her saints shall shout aloud for joy. Here, what it is, God is talking about his dwelling place. In his dwelling place, there will be an abundance of provision. In his dwelling place, that he will satisfy with bread. He, in his dwelling place, he will just clothe the person that, that is just like a hosting him. And, and the people that are hosting him will shout for joy. Today morning, that's what we're going to see. The Shekinah glory of God, you know, is the, this invisible glory of God is made visible and become permanent in your life and my life. And that's what we're going to see. The, 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 the David, King David, probably understood this much better than anybody. That's why in Psalm chapter 19, verses 1, he says, The heavens declare the glory of God. The skies proclaim the work of his hands. So I'm going to take a moment to just to explain that how that everything that we see around us actually glorifies God. We, we sometimes don't realize how much of His glory is covering each and every one of us every single day. The, the thing is this, when we come out, today it's like a sunny day, people have been complaining about sun this last week, oh, it is very heat, it's humid, oh, this is so hot, right? So I'm going to talk a little bit about this unapproachable light that God is referring himself to again and again in the scripture. This yellow round thing that we see when we come out of our house is, is nothing but a self-generating plasma of heat. That's all the job of, of this yellow round thing. It just generates heat, right? But think about it for a moment. It is just like a round ball that is just like a hanging in the air. We don't see like a God, just like a tightening the sun, 
by just putting like a thread on all four sides of the, you know, the, the sun and just like I put one of those tightened with satin and another one tightened with like a moon, another one tightened with other planets, other nine planets so that the sun will not move, right? God could have done that, but instead, you know, he left the sun hanging in the air. He actually left a ball called Earth. Right now, it is spinning. We're sitting on a ball that is hanging in the air and spinning. Right? What an amazing God we serve that he can create all these things with this, you know, unbelievable, amazing, unexplainable wisdom that he has to create something like this. In fact, the distance between, we have studied this so many times in the past as well, the distance between the sun and the earth is about 93 million miles. Or in some ways, you know, they say light years. We cannot translate the light years this morning. So I'm just going to use that as a mile for now. 93 million miles is the distance between the sun and the earth. If there is an airplane that's traveling at 600 miles per hour, right, can start from the earth and go towards the sun, it would take 17 years to get to the sun. And we see it every day. You go out today and put your hand out. That light that is 93 million miles away is hitting your hands this morning. Right? And the thing is this, if you start to drive at 100 miles per hour from earth to heaven, it would take like a close to 200 years to get to that point. That's how far this, this, the sun is from the earth. And the heat that comes out of that is so special that if the sun is like a one inch closer to the earth, the earth will burn and just have no life in it. And if that sun is one inch away from where it is, then the earth will freeze and there will be no life left in it. God has to place the sun in such a distance that it just not only provides the light, but it also provides heat for this earth, consistent heat for this earth. And even if we go like a one million mile closer to the sun, we will burn and die. In fact, 180 Earths, 180 Earths can be placed inside the sun. That's how big it is, right? Because the sun is about 83,000 square miles around. And God is saying to us this morning, I made that sun. Every time when you see the yellow round thing outside on the sky, that is God's glory at its display. In fact, you know, there is one place in the Bible, we read this a couple of months ago when we were reading about Revelation. This is how our travels started. We started off with the Revelation. We saw some of the names, and those names are really hard to digest. We are just like understanding the names. We are actually going back to Revelation very soon to pick up where we left off in Revelation. But here's the thing. So in the book of Revelation, chapter 21, verses 23, 
This is just a reminder for us for what we read a couple of months ago. It says the, the, the new heavens, the city that God's going to build, the new earth that he is going to build, that, that city had no need of the sun or of the moon to shine in it for the glory of God illuminates it. The lamp is its light. The Shekinah glory of God is enough for you and me to dwell in heaven. And that's why it is very important for us to understand this right now. Because as we are studying through the word, in the names of the Lord, we need to know that the characteristic of God is not just only on the name, but by himself, the glory of God himself can reveal the invisible character of God to you and me. He's telling us today the Son that is no longer needed because his glory is going to fill the new heavens and earth. He will give us a new body in, that, in the new heaven and earth. Otherwise, we will be burned because we cannot even go closer, a million miles closer to it. We can handle the heat and the light in our supernatural body. That's what we saw a couple of weeks ago or probably even a month or so ago when we were reading about the, the presence of God in the heavens, the new heavens and the new earth. Right? And today morning, can we experience this Shekinah glory today? That's the question. Is it too far for me? Is it just that, you know, if Moses had to be hidden, how can it be that I can actually get the presence of God? If you read the verses very carefully to what Moses was asking for, wasn't actually to see the glory. He wanted to see God's face. And God says, my face you cannot handle with the bodysuit that you have, but I'll show you the glory. So it's not that God wasn't showing his glory to Moses. God was definitely showing his glory to Moses. But in fact, there is more powerful than that that happened when Jesus died on that rugged cross. The Bible says when he was on the cross, the veil separating the Holy of Holies in the temple and tore them apart. And it just gave us an ability to abide eternally in God's presence. That Shekinah glory that was sitting inside the Holy of Holies up until that point, it was only accessible by the priest. But because he died on the rugged cross and removed the veil, now we have access to the glory and the Holy of Holies. There are so many verses that I read um, in this last two days about the, how the ultimate goal of God is to actually have his children be present with him in that glorious place that he has created. Exodus chapter 19, 16 through 18, Exodus chapter 40, 34 to 38. If we have time a little bit later, I wanted to come back to it because that is a promise of God that he wants to present in your life and my life. Today morning, I'm going to talk about how can I practically 
you know, go into the presence of God. It's not something that you don't know, but I'm just going to tear, like, a, you know, go in and just we will meditate upon this. In the next chapter to what we read this morning, we read this morning from Exodus chapter 33, where he's asking about the glory of God. And in 34, he goes into the mountain and he enters into the presence of God. And here's what happened, you know, when Moses entered the Shekinah presence of God. He would go there and he would be there for days. He would be there. This one time that we see in chapter 34, he spent actually 40 days in the presence of God. You may say, Cyril, I don't have 40 days. I may have like a 15 minutes in the morning to read the Bible and just like I go on with my day or just like a praise. But here's the thing. The presence of God cannot be like a popcorn that we can pop out of our microwave. We have to go and soak ourselves. And that's what we're going to talk about. When Moses went into the Shekinah presence of God, that's where God gave him the instruction or the blueprint for the temple. That's where God just like gave Moses, you know, the direction that he was looking for. So when you go into the presence of God, God is going to show you and me the direction for which we need to be going. A lot of times we don't really know. God, I don't know where to go. I don't know which road to turn. Come into my presence. Come into that Shekinah glory. Then when you are in the Shekinah glory, I will give you instructions to turn the pages. I will give you the blueprint for what you're looking for. And it's not something that we're just going to go there and say, God, quick, quick, quick. I have only 15 minutes. Go ahead, speak it. Speak very quickly. God, you're slow. You're talking as fast as I'm thinking. But God says, dwell. Because I am trying to dwell in you. I want you to dwell in me. And God says, when you dwell in me, I'm going to give you the instructions or the blueprint for what you're looking for today. Not only that, because Moses spent that much amount of time in the presence of God, God actually gave him, you know, the culture of heaven. He opened his book and showed him what would the citizens of heaven will live like. He opened his book and he showed him the Ten Commandments. And he opened his book and talked to him about what is expected of you and me. Moses received the order from heaven. If your home this morning is not in order, then we need to go into the presence of God and let the Shekinah glory of God first to give you the peace. And that peace that you receive, you will take it into your home and it will become the, the peace of your home. So, those are two things I want to say this morning. There are many more that we can talk about. But the two things that we can take about the Shekinah glory is this, that he will give you directions. 
He will give you instructions. He will give you the blueprint for where you're going. That's number one. And number two, he will give you peace when you enter into the Shekinah glory of God. That's why you and I need to spend time with God. But there are two more things that I want to very quickly talk about today. I want you to go to Matthew chapter 17, verses 1 through 5. This is a special place that Jesus went. And the the place that Jesus went in Matthew chapter 17 is this, uh, a mountaintop. It was a high mountain where he went with three of his friends, Peter, James, and John. And when they were in that mountain, the second verse says, He was transfigured before them. His face shone like the sun, and his clothes became as white as light. And behold, Moses and Elijah appeared to them, talking with them. Then Peter answered and said to Jesus, Lord, it is good for us to be here. If you wish, let us make three tabernacles, one for you, one for Moses and one for Elijah. While he was still speaking, behold, a bright cloud overshadowed them, and, uh, and uh, suddenly a voice came out of the cloud saying, This is my beloved son in whom I'm well pleased. The number two thing that we need to be looking at when it comes to the glory of God is this. You and I, are set apart for his purposes. <clears throat> Ms. Brenda talked about it this morning. I think Ms. Katina talked a little bit about this as well this morning. That there is a calling in each and every one of our lives. And the calling requires us to be set apart from the world. He, he wants us to take to a higher place. We need to let go of the dead weight in our life so we can be set apart to go to a higher place into the presence of the Holy God. It has to be an intentional effort that we have to do to be set apart from the rest of the world. If you think about it, there were 12 disciples that Jesus had. Jesus did not take all 12. He only took it three because he was just letting go the one who would doubt. He was letting go the one who would betray. He was letting go of those that he thought was like for a moment. He didn't want to carry the dead weight. He was just leaving and taking only three that he loved and just took them to the mountaintop. And here, God is saying, in order for you and me to go higher, we have to let go of that person that we are hanging on to for years. We have to let go of that man. We have to let go of that woman. They are not actually contributing for you to go into the presence of God. Anything that you have in your life that is not letting you go closer to the presence of God is something that you want to leave behind. It's a dead weight that you don't want to carry. The situation, sorry, the situation that you, you constantly remember 
somebody said something to you, that, that there was something that you have done to somebody, that, that this thing that you were just lingering in your head so long is a dead weight. God is saying this morning, in order for you to come into my presence, let go of that dead weight. Forgive that person that you don't need to carry that dead weight on your back. Don't need to get angry over this situation. Don't need to carry that on your back. It's just causing you not to go higher. There is a kind of a monkey called spider monkey. You should Google this. Spider monkeys are very hard to catch. They're like spiders. They would just, just jump. Can you imagine? If you have a monkey that can jump and has the ability like a spider, it's the combination that's just too hard for somebody to deal with. So these spider monkeys are so hard to catch. But you know how they would catch a spider monkey? They would take a glass container and make the mouth of the, that container a little smaller so only the hand of the monkey can go inside that, that, that container. It's a glass container, so the monkey can see what is inside the glass container. And then they would put like a handful of peanuts inside that glass container. And then they would leave it. The container, glass container, will be attached to the bottom of the floor. Now, when the monkey sees the peanuts, it would put its hand inside that container and it would try to pull the peanut out. And, and the thing is that the hands now are a little bigger because with, with the peanuts, the hands are not able to come out of the container. The monkey always fights to take its hand out with the peanuts and they get caught because of that. And God is saying to you and me, let go of that peanut. Let go of that dead weight. Let go of the things that you don't need because you and I have called for, for a supernatural, you know, for an amazing, magnificent, you know, calling that is on your life. These peanuts are not what we want to have in our life to stop us from glory to glory. And God is saying, you need to set apart, you need to let go of the things that has a stronghold in your life. You need to ask, and I need to ask, you know, how can Father God understand or know what is my dead weight? What is that I'm holding on? What is the penis that I'm holding in my hand that is not letting my hands go? You need to ask God. I cannot tell because there is no formula for this one. Only you and your God can figure this out. And the only way you can figure this out is by entering into the Shekinah glory of God. In a time of separation, God will speak to you. There are dark days coming to this nation. Don't think that the darkness that we saw is the darkness that we're going to see in the future. This pandemic is just a glimpse of the darkness this nation is going to face. Unless we are set apart ourselves, we will be sucked into this darkness 
that is going to come into this nation. Ask God, what do we need to do to let go? We cannot be staying in this valley. God wants us to meet us at the mountaintop where his presence is. You want to see that God's glory? Set yourself apart. Transform. Take place. You know, go to a place where Jesus can speak to you, where God can speak to you. Set apart. The second thing I want to, third thing that I want to talk about is this. There is a saturation point. You know, there is a place where when we go into our, our mind, heart, and our soul gets saturated with his presence. I don't think we get to that point, you know, and this is not just like I'm beating on you, I'm beating on myself as well because I really want to go quick. I want to finish now. I want you to do next kind of thing. But God says, saturate yourself with my presence. What do you mean by that? Let's go to Exodus chapter 20, 34. Exodus 34, verses 29 to 35. It says, that, so he was there with the Lord. This is Moses was with the Lord for 40 days and 40 nights. He neither ate bread nor drank water. And he wrote on the tablet the word of the covenant, the Ten Commandments. Okay, so I have to give a little bit of background on this word. First time when Moses went to the presence of God, he actually saw while he was there up in the mountain, people were building some golden calf and everything. He was just so frustrated. He just like a throw that, uh, you know, Ten Commandments on the floor, and he broke it. So God had to, second time when he took him to the presence of, uh, you know, to his uh, uh, Shekinah presence, uh, he actually taught him a lot more. And so this second time when he went, uh, God did not write the, the words in the tabernacle, I mean, in, the, in that, uh, you know, Ten Commandments on the tablet, but instead he made Moses write. Sometimes when we go into the presence of God, God's not, you know, the, the things, the, there's still things that we carry on our back and we still go into the presence of God. As we continue to go into his presence, God will just like remove the dead weights from our life as well. So the more we go into the presence of God, we start to see his, his glory start to get saturated in our life. We start to become humble in our life. We start to give him the glory and not us. A lot of times, uh, this, is a, this has been my uh, impediment, uh, you know, my, my, my hindrance in the past. Like, uh, you know, I started working with the prison ministry in 1994. When I started to do this thing, when I come out of the prison, I was always like, oh, my God, you know, that was good. Oh, this was just like amazing. I would always take a credit for what God did in that place. Inside the prison, when I did the Bible studies and come out of Santa Rita prison in California, I would always think like, oh my God. I was always like feeling that, oh, just something accomplished. But more and more, I go into the presence of God. I'm just realizing, oh my God, I cannot do anything. This is you who's doing everything. I just happen to be in this picture that you're painting God. Just give me that 
Father God, more of this. Let me write the tablet myself. Let me just like, you know, do this. Do that because, you know, what I'm saying to you is that when you start to go more and more into his presence, his Shekinah glory, you will start to see how he is actually in charge in his glory. And when we get to that saturation point, I, I'm not saying in no point uh, that, that I have reached that saturation. I'm just saying that more and more, this is a learning of like a getting his presence saturated in our life so we don't take his glory for granted. Now, when Moses, in 29th verse, came to Mount Sinai and he was in the presence of God so long, his face was starting to turn brighter. And then he came out. When you get a chance, I want you to go read the verses 29 to 35. When he came out of that mountain, when he would come down from the presence of God, his face would be so bright, they had to put a veil in front of his face because the glory of God was saturating in the life of Moses that he would reflect his glory. People will see the difference in you. The longer we stay in his presence, we get saturated. When we throw a sponge into the water, it soaks up and takes all the water in. The same way when we go into the presence of God, he will soak himself in us. And God is saying, I want you to be saturated in my presence. God is saying that because the Shekinah glory is the authority we carry every single place. You go into a place and you're running into a hurdle. The presence of God, just like a hole, it's just like a broke. The back of Egyptian army will break the enemy's back. The Shekinah glory of God, when it is inside saturating, you will start to feel God's heart. When the Shekinah glory of God is filled in your heart, you will start to feel and cry. Sometimes when you see something, your heart cries. You physically cry. I think Mr. Sarah talked about like a using the, 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 the toilet paper or tissues and so on. Why? Because when God's presence flows through us, we start to feel the presence of God and that his presence will make our heart to just feel like God's heart and we start to cry for what cries God's heart. The longer we stay in the Shekinah presence, then we start to overflow and it will not only transform you and me, it will transform and overflow upon the people that we run into. Here's the beautiful part. I just read this, and I really hope somewhere in my room I'm going to write this thing down. Joel chapter 3, verse 17, it says, You shall, so you shall know that I am the Lord your God, dwelling in Zion that we saw earlier, my mountain, my holy mountain, then Jerusalem shall be holy, and no alien no aliens, there is a plural, no aliens shall ever pass through her again. First time when I read that, it didn't make sense. 
Mm. But the last sentence was a little bit more comforting, but I just wanted a little bit more juice out of this verse, right? So I went to the message version. It says, the sky turns black. The sun and moon go dark. There's going to be a time that all this is going to happen. The stars are going to be burned out. God roars from Zion, shouts from Jerusalem. Earth and sky will quack in terror. Right? When God speaks, the earth and the sky will tremble. Right? But God is a safe hiding place, a granite safe house for the children of Israel. Then you will know for sure that I am your God, living in Zion, my sacred mountain. Jerusalem will be a sacred city posted, no trespassing. When we take the presence of God in us, God's going to put a board in our, you know, on, on, around us that says no trespassing. No aliens shall ever pass through you and me again. No darkness can come through you and me. There's no way that when we start to go into the presence of God, these movies that we see, the bad movies, or the, the, the cigarettes that we smoke, or the drink alcohol that we have, or the woman that we see and just get excited about, or the man that we get see and excited about, will no longer be that object of attraction because the enemy has no trespassing sign. He cannot get to your heart. He cannot get to your mind. He cannot get to your soul because the Shekinah presence of God has saturated in your life and my life. You have a thoughts of depression? The presence of Shekinah glory will take that away. You have thoughts of anxiety and suicide and some type of issue? The Shekinah glory of God that overflows in you and me will not allow an access because it says no trespassing. We will become the carrier of God's presence. That's what God did to Moses. And that's why when he came out of the mountain, he was completely lost in the presence of God. And now he no longer thinks of the things that was just making him look great. Now it is God who is getting that glory out of his life. The glory of God is always available to you and me as long as we seek him, as long as we set apart for us, as long as we allow that Shekinah glory of God to saturate our life, then you will see how the authority of God will manifest the hidden, hidden, invisible glory of God become visible in your life and my life. God was telling Solomon when he built the temple, he just told him that the glory of his presence will never leave the children of Israel. That is a promise that God has for you and me. That's why when we get to heaven, we're going to see that Shekinah glory of God that invisible presence of God that is currently available to you and me because of what Jesus did on the rugged cross. 
allows us to just let it go in. When we set ourselves apart, leave everything behind and go into the presence. When we go into the presence and just saturate ourselves, then the authority of God will manifest in your life and my life. Father, we come before your throne of grace this morning. There is nothing that we can do, Father God, this morning to just, just to see your glory come through unless we spend this time, Father God, to allow you to take control of our heart, mind, and soul, that your Shekinah glory, Father God, become a part of our lifestyle that we would carry, Father God. I pray that every ear that heard this morning, Father God, will seek out, just like Father God, Moses was seeking for your glory. God, help us to seek your glory, Father God. We want to be in your presence. We want to get saturated. Brother Vince. Vince, are you speaking? Maybe you're on mute. Hold on a second. You're on the line. Okay, thank you. Brother Cyril, thank you for your message this morning. Shekinah glory, the visible manifestation of God on earth, is dwelling. I like how you gave us the example of the cloud in front, the cloud in back, how his presence led the Israelites in the Old Testament. And for the Lord... In Psalm 132, for the Lord has chosen Zion. He has desired it from his dwelling place. And how you, how you insert your name into Zion. Mm-hmm. How you insert your name into the desired dwelling place. In his dwelling place, there will be an abundance of provision. You can rest in those promises. And how the sun, how it displays every morning, is his presence. It's a visible manifestation of his presence and how we can experience this Shekinah glory on an everyday basis. It's one is how it will show us Shekinah glory through direction of our lives, the blueprint, the instructions, and the peace, as long as we intentionally dwell with him. It's an intentional decision we have to make. Are we willing to slow down? Are we willing to dwell with him and as we dwell he'll show us those the blueprint the instructions and in order for us to go higher into his presence we have to be willing to he willing to show us that dead weight the strongholds that are in our lives the old man the old woman we have to we want to let go but we have to dwell for him to show us what the dead weight is and as we dwell we get saturated in his presence so as we're saturating in his presence, 
He's growing us. And the more we stay in his presence, we become more like him in our gratitude and, and humility. Uh, how it all ties together to, to slow down, to dwell in him, to become more like him. Sarah. Amen. 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 Lord Jesus, we bow before you in humility and ask you to examine our hearts today. Show us anything that is not pleasing to you. Reveal any secret pride, any unconfessed sin, rebellion, or unforgiveness that may be hindering our relationship with you. We know that we are your beloved children, having received you in our hearts and lives and having accepted your death as penalty for our sinfulness. The price you paid covers us for all time, and our desire is to live for you. As we take this bread representing your life that was broken for us, we remember and celebrate your faithfulness to us and to all who will, who will receive you. Thank you for your extravagant love and unmerited favor. Thank you that your death gave us life, abundant life, now and eternal life forever. We receive this bread in remembrance of you. And in the same way, we take this cup representing your blood poured out from a splinted cross. You are the supreme sacrifice for all of our sins, past, present, and future. Today, we remember and celebrate the precious gift of life you gave us through the blood you spilled. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 Uh, this morning, as we go into taking part in the communion, as we take the bread and the cup to drink, know this for sure, the presence of God is available. We need to just invite him in. When we take the bread this morning, just like what Jesus did the night before he was crucified, he took the bread. Yes. He broke it. And he said it to them, this is my body, which is broken for me, for you, for everyone. This is my body, which is broken for you. Do this in remembrance of me. Go ahead and take the bread. In the same way, also he took the cup after supper saying, this cup is a new covenant in my blood. Do this as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. For as often as you eat this bread and drink the cup, you proclaim the Lord's death until he comes. Go ahead and take it. Hallelujah. 
Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. God, we come before your throne of grace one more time this morning. Yes, Lord. I thank you for speaking to us today about your glory. God, help us to come to that mountain, Father God. Help us, Father God, to leave behind everything that, Father God, the world can throw at us. Father, we don't want any of those things. But you, Father God, we wanted to be with you. God, help us to carry your glory. Help us to get saturated with your glory. Help us to overflow with glory. That people would see that glory overflow from our life into the things that we see, things we touch. Yes, Father God, the things that we hold, let the presence of the Holy God go into the rooms of this week that we are walking in. Go before us, Father God. You are the Lion of Judah. You are the King of Kings. You are the Lord of Lords. Go before us, Father God. Let your presence go before us this week. Thank you. Thank you, Father God, for speaking to us today. Help us to enjoy your presence every day. In Jesus' name we pray. Father, for your glory. Amen. Amen. The conference has been unmuted. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. For some of you that were on the line yesterday, I want you to know that, you know, there is always the enemy, like what Miss Susan prays, will start to just like get agitated and come up to you. But when you go into the presence of God, you put a board, he puts a board on your life that says no trespassing. Hallelujah. Ever since I started to preach this morning, the computer on which I'm preaching from was hit to 20 times by hackers. Yes, yes. This week, our bank account was hacked. But you know what? God says, no trespassing. Hallelujah. Thank Yes. Yes. We bind it and we send them back to the pit of hell from where they belong, and we will not get any backlashes in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. No trespassing. That's a great job you are doing for these children. These children yeah. are singing a father love Hallelujah. on earth. Yeah. That how it is in heaven, they cannot see. But you Hallelujah. is the person that yes. they can see. And Ms. Jackson and the other rest of the, um, the people, they can see your hand. 
Hallelujah. The children that's doesn't understand God like how we do. Hallelujah. So that's just for the hand of the enemy. Yes. If we send him back to the pit of hell, where he belongs. Hallelujah. And we pray that we will not get any backlashes from this prayer that I just prayed. And what you all did on yesterday, no backlashes in the mighty name of Jesus. Neither for us, neither for our children. Hallelujah. That God has uh, any access into Hallelujah. His kingdom for His uh, His children, and He has uh, a stealth around you and me that it, when we walk in, that we are going to see God's glory manifest. Yes. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. Yes, God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, God, you're worthy, Lord. Yes. Mm. Glory, Lord. Yes. Thank you. Oh, thank, thank you. you. Yes. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Yes, God, thank you. Everybody have a blessed week. I enjoyed it. I'll see you all on Friday. Yes, yes. All right, Bobby. Thank you, Miss Barbara. Bye bye. Bye bye, everyone. Bye bye. Have a good day. Have a great day. Bye bye. Have a blessed week. Bye-bye.